This is the Morning Sports Desk for Monday, October 16th. Okay, Corey, so high school volleyball on the airwaves tonight? High school volleyball on the airwaves tonight. It is uh, one of my favorite words, by the way, CJ, of all time. Uh, it is um, the our penultimate volleyball regular season broadcast of the season. Oh. Because it's MEA week. I thought your favorite word was duty. Duty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Verndale at Browerville Eagle Valley Volleyball tonight. Mm-hmm. Non-conference volleyball. Uh, you want to learn about uh, each of our teams here really quickly? We might as well we, since we're here. Before we move on. Yeah. We'll start with Browerville Eagle Valley and the Tigers. They're the home team in tonight's matchup. They are 20-2 and two overall, CJ. They are 8-0 and oh in Prairie Conference play. They have a QRF rating of 105.6 and are class ranked at 18th. Okay? Yep. This team's very good. They're winners of three straight. Um, uh, going backwards through the schedule, beating Osakis and Swanville last week and Royalton last week, uh, three sets to none in each of those. This is the final evening of the regular season for Browerville Legal Valley. They'll have no tournaments to uh, to end the season. They are tops in the Prairie Conference at 8-0 and that 20-2 overall record. Swanville is 6-2, Osakis 3-5, Uppsala 2-6, and Long Prairie Gray Eagle in at one and seven. Who are those two losses to? Oh, great question. Let me uh, go back and and eye up their calendar one more time. Uh, a loss to Parker's Prairie mm-hmm. in the Parker's Prairie tournament back on September twenty third, and a loss at Nevis on October third. Yeah, so okay. pretty good, pretty good overall record. And year. we're gonna take a peek at the section standings here in just a jiffy, so you have an idea of what that. Uh, what that means and what that actually looks like. Section 5A West. Yeah, we'll get to it. <laughs> trying to, I'm trying to remember how they divide up that subsection. Well, it, it would be impossible to remember because this is the first year they've moved to subsections. Mm-hmm. They've done pods in the past. Yes. Where they, they sub the subsection. Like four peas in a pod. There were four peas in that pod, but they're away from it. Thank God, that was very ridiculous. <laughs> the visiting team, Verndale Pirates, are fifteen and five overall. They're four and two in Park Region Conference play. Their QRF rating is at one eleven point nine, and their class rank is eleventh in the state. The Verndale Pirates are um, uh, uh, won their last match, beat beat Monaga three zero. Lost the previous two matches to both Nevis and Wadena Deer Creek, losing to the Tigers 3-1 to and the Wolverines 3-0. This is not the final night of the regular season. Uh, as a matter of fact, they will play Bertha Hewitt tomorrow and then play in the Underwood Tournament on Thursday. So three nights of the regular season left for the Verndale Pirates. When you look at the Park Region Conference standings, CJ, Yeah. Wadena Deer Creek is tops there, and uh, they're six and L. They do not play tonight, but if I remember correctly, they'll play uh, tomorrow evening. A matchup that we'll, we will have on the air uh, to look ahead. But uh, the Wolverines will wrap up another Park Region Conference title here uh, this week. 
Verndale and Sabiga are second in the PRC at four and two. Henning, New York Mills, and Bertha Hewitt are each three and three. Monaga's one and five. Pillager is zero oh and six. Now, I I wanted to take a look at the Section Five A standings. I uh-huh. thought this was this was the uh, the big one here. Uh, the East standings, by the way, there's ten teams in each subsection. Pine River Bacchus is the top team out of Section Five A East. Check out Five A West standings. Verndale is the number one team in the West right now. Okay, West that, in the West, if you will, with that one eleven point nine uh, rating and a QRF rank of eleven. Okay, mm-hmm. Nevis is number two in the five A West standings. Um, they're ranked thirteenth and are one point six points behind Verndale. Browerville Eagle Valley is number three in the section. They're 18th in the state, according to QRF ratings. The top three teams in the 5A West are ranked 11, 13, and 18. On the east side, Pine River Bacchus is ranked 20th. So we are talking about a very loaded section in general. Yeah. And an even more loaded section 5A West. Yeah, it's crazy how... uh I mean, just that section from top to bottom. Six points separate the top three teams in the QRF rating. Um, There are four teams in the section with a QRF value of over 100. Wow. Pretty insane. So remember last week when I talked about Sabika and and, um, Pine River Bacchus being the best match I'll see? I I will see all season up to that point? Yeah, I took your word for it, yeah. Um, That was true. And tonight's going to probably be even better than that. Wow. This is going to be a fun one. This is going to be a really fun one. Yeah. So a so, uh, 7.15 pregame scheduled with a 7.30 first serve on 105.9 FM, the Superstation K106, on the Superstation K106 app, and online worldwide at WadenaRadio.com. Worldwide. One word. Uh, yeah, we also have, uh, in terms of high school sports today, Corey, it is the cross-country uh, conference meet for the Park Region Conference today. Yep. That's going to, uh, according to the Park Region Conference calendar, 4 o'clock is when races uh, start here at the Whitetail Run Golf Course. Talking with Coach Mike Brunsberg of Wadena Deer Creek on our Wolverines Weekly Program, that's every Saturday at 9, he said it was originally scheduled for Tuesday, said, but they have official timers who this was the day that would work for them. Nice. And so that's why it got moved to the Monday. Uh, said it's a lot easier uh, to, to get them to come do it than it is to try and wrangle up some people who want to time and sit out in the cold. And they yeah. don't quite know exactly, uh, you know, like they're they're there to help. They're there to do everything. It's a little more official, a little more on the up and up. So uh, that's going to be a beautiful day for it. It's going to be great. Uh, a great day for running. Uh, so that should be, uh, that should be a fun one over at the Whitetail Run Golf Course and should, uh, should be another good one. Last year it was up at Blueberry Pines in Monaga. This year it goes down to Wadena. Should be a good race. Speaking of another area cross-country athlete, um, Staples Motley runner Kiana Burton uh-huh. signed to run at NDSU. Wow. That announcement was made at the end of last week or this weekend, somewhere in there. Um, she's been um, awesome <laughs> throughout her high school career. Yeah, as is evidenced by the fact that she's going to run at NDSU. Yeah, that's a pretty good indicator. You know, congratulations to her. Congrats. Uh, okay, I've been pushing this off a little bit, Corey. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what what are your thoughts on the Vikings game? Because uh, you, you teased me with a with a thought that you had, but you didn't want to talk about it until we got on the air yep. uh, to mention it. So have at it. So I listened to about three quarters, a little over three quarters of that football game. Uh huh. And then watched the remainder the remainder of that game. Sure. Okay. Um. I feel like now what what week was that by the way week five this one two three four that was week six this is week six so yeah. they're two and four now after their nineteen to thirteen victory over Chicago in Chicago real rousing victory um an overarching uh just like vibe an overarching emotion that swept over me listening to that game and watching that game come to its final conclusion yesterday uh-huh. And I tried to um, whittle my words down to the most appropriate, like most effective, most efficient description of this Vikings team. Yeah. And I think I found it yesterday. Okay. They stink. They're not good at football. It's my mind blowing. They're not. I, I held out. I was holding out hope. Yeah. Um, not that their record would get better, but that they were unlucky. Yeah. I was holding on hope that they were unlucky and you could look at numerous numbers of turnovers, which by the way, they committed again. You could look at numerous turnovers and think to yourself, boy, you know, they're, they're just turnovers away from being a competitive, good football team. Now they turn the ball over a little bit. But not enough to like truly impact this absolute rock fight of a football game. Ah. Those two teams stink. By the way, the Bears might have the quarterback of the future <laughs> and some dude from Shepard that no one's ever heard of. Um, anyway, the Vikings are just bad. They're just bad. They're very uninteresting. I know Jefferson is out. There's no creativity. Um, they scored... They stink, man. This is a bad football team. It's been bad. A lot of dump offs, a lot of checkdowns, a lot of I maybe the strategy was just, hey, we know we're gonna win, so let's just get in and out. That's let's- a stupid strategy. <laughs> you had one win. If that's what they thought, then I'm even more out on them. Yeah, it's not uh it's not good. Corey, I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh I fell asleep uh as soon as the fourth quarter started. Yeah. That game put me to sleep. Yeah. And the Vikings have two wins on the season. And I get it's Victory Monday. We should all be very happy. We should be, you know, wins are wins, and I get that. But also, uh, their only two wins this season are against the two worst teams in football. Literally. the com- uh, Through the first six weeks of the season, the Vikings teams that they have beaten have a combined one win. They have half a win for each of them. Yep. Uh, and now they play possibly the best team in the NFC in San Francisco on Monday night. Now Debo Samuel's hurt. They're a little banged up. Yeah. Christian they got exposed for the first time in the Brock Purdy era right. this and weekend. It, all it took was their top running back and wide receiver to leave the game due to injury. Correct. So we'll see if they and, – and here's the thing. People are like, well, if those guys aren't playing, maybe the defense will look better. It's like, do you actually think that, though? Do you actually think that this Vikings defense is capable of stopping but, people? Well, they once again only gave up 19 points. Yeah, but – the Vi- yeah. the, you would think this Vikings offense should be able to score three touchdowns a game. Yeah, you think. And here's the here's the other thing too. I get Jefferson's out, but like 
the Vikings were lauded as like, there's Addison, and there's Osborne, and there's Hawkinson. Like, there's all these options. So why is it when Jefferson's out that everybody looks like they don't know how to play football? That yeah. feels like they're leaning on their best guy a little too much. Yeah. Like, they're, you ever watch that with some, like, some high school basketball teams where there's one really good player, Corey? And it feels like there's the, it, it feels like everybody's just kind of sitting there waiting for that one guy to make the play. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what the Vikings are. They're, it's the reverse Ewing effect. When Patrick Ewing left the Knicks and all of a sudden everybody kind of stepped up in their roles a little bit more. This is like the opposite. Everybody's like, well, who's going to make the play now? Jordan Addison made some nice plays. He's a good draft pick, but he's still only a wide receiver who can only do what is like the ball right. has to be thrown his direction. And that I didn't mean that to sound like this is a Kirk Cousins issue. I don't think it is. No, it's. I mean, it's a little bit of everybody. It is. I mean, Kirk Cousins made some questionable throws. He made a really, really bad turnover on that fumble. By throw by he was about to get sacked. He throws it behind a guy behind the line of scrimmage. Like they're lucky that didn't get called for a fumble. He also had no time. Right. Once again. Yeah, but remember I mean, Dalton Risner? Rest in peace, that guy. Apparently, <laughs> this is my this is my, I'm considerably more mad about this Vikings win and my overarching feeling of the Vikings this season than I was about the Twins season coming to a close. They just kind of stink at football. Yeah. Which is a bummer. It's a bummer. And they're going to play Monday Night Football. They're going to get shellacked on yeah. Monday. They're going to get creamed. That it, game is not going to be good. It's in Minnesota. It's not going to be good. As we've learned, the U.S. Bank Stadium crowd can only take that team so far. Although the primetime games have been bad this year. they. I mean, the the dirty little secret is Monday Night Football has always ha- – has had bad football for like the last five years. Yeah, but they've changed it because they've got a good. Um, they paid a little bit more money to they've the got NFL. Good announcers. It's like a big those games, but like Thursday night football this past week was gross. The, this was a really bad week of football. All uh, Sunday night football last night, not a good game. No, the game of the week was not a good game. Like there's some bad football this weekend, <laughs> and some of the primetime games in particular. Now, all of this is to say, Corey, at the end of the day with the Vikings, I know there's people who are like, well, they need to they need to lose because they need to get the number one overall pick and all this. And it's like, they're, we all know that they're not. Well, I have good news for you if that's your they – are, <laughs> they are losing. They are losing, but they're not going to lose enough. They're not going to get the number one pick. But never cheer for your team to lose, I feel like, is always the, the rule because – in a sport, uh, like we're watching the Vikings for entertainment, so it feels weird that you don't actually like invest the time in them to see them win. Um, I would say if you're at the game, you should you should root for them to play well. Mm-hmm. But when the game's over and they lose, you shouldn't feel sad about it either. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. That's that's exactly the correct way, the correct way to feel on that one. Because uh, I don't know. I mean, it feels like. Things are going to look. This Vikings team is going to look different next year. That's just my yep. inclination. And I mean, they're going to have to. They're going to have to. And they're not. Yeah, whatever. It's gonna. It'll be fascinating. Like, you know, Green Bay's not been great, but that's a tough one. They go to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. That's on the road. That's never easy. New Orleans is weird. I don't know. You just don't want what you don't want from this team now. 
is for them to figure out a way to win seven games. You know they or, will, though. Or six games. Like, knock it off. <laughs> We're talking about four wins here. For like, You know what I mean? You don't want to root for them to lose. But but you're not sad when they do. But you can't you can't just be knocking off wins here. You're not helping your cause in yeah. the long run. Yeah. All right, I got to go. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Monday, October 16th.